Welcome to the Service Driven Life Podcast. I am your host, Tracy Clark, and I have set up over 4,000 nonprofits and received over $10 million in grant funding. This podcast is designed to highlight community heroes and give tips on nonprofit and service-based business growth. have one of our clients, Emily from Building Confident Women. She's going to be sharing a little bit about her story, why she started a nonprofit, um, what really got her going, what she's done to succeed. And she's also going to give you guys some tips as well. Up, oh, let me roll up a little bit here because it cut me off. Hey, Emily, how are you? Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi, Earth Angels. <laughs> you look beautiful. Thank you. You too. Thank you. Thank you. I love that headband. And you always have the coolest glasses. (laughs) (laughs) That's my signature. You got the glasses on lock. As a matter of fact, I might have to change my glasses while we're on here. (laughs) But how have you been today? Oh, I've been doing so phenomenal. I actually had the pleasure today of going to see a TED Talk in my community. So, yeah, the ladies. uh, Say that again. I didn't hear you. What was the topic? Oh, it was women in my community that are influential in different perspectives. So we had a congresswoman, a delegate. We had um, women business owners. Um, We had a student. Um, So it was just all about women empowering uh, topics. Wow. So it was really, really good. Isn't it so fulfilling when you get to go to some of those events and things like that? doesn't just fill you up. Oh, Um, my actually just had the opportunity to connect with one of our nonprofits. And it's been so long since we've been able to connect a lot in person with the pandemic and things like that. Um, so, but one of the nonprofits that I serve on the board, Covert Place, had a breakfast. And it was just so wonderful being inside of there and, you know, getting to connect with some of the other people that are helping out and just being yeah. just reconnected to the services as well is absolutely amazing. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. I've never went to a TED Talk live, but I watch them all the time. Oh, yeah. And it's a lot, you know, it's interesting because it goes by when you're watching it on YouTube or wherever. It goes by so fast, but it's not like that in person. (laughs) Not like that in person at all. You're like, all right. (laughs) They probably edit them a lot in person. So that's probably part of the process as well. Well, go ahead and tell, hey, Coach Austin, how are you? How are you? Can't wait to have you on as well. But Emily, why don't you go ahead and tell everyone a little bit about your nonprofit. Guys, we did a podcast with Emily a couple of weeks ago. So we're going to be on here for a little while. She's going to share her journey. But if you want to dive deeper, check out Service Driven Life Podcast, where we were able to air an episode that we talked all about her journey and all about her tips to success. But tell everyone why you decided to start a nonprofit and what you do. Oh, awesome. Okay, so my nonprofit is called Building Confident Women Ministry. And I actually had this idea back in 2014. And um, I had an idea because I we had this event where we had like women come together, like a women's social. And so it was a, like a women's social, a circle kind of group. And so it was diverse women. And we all came to my house. And we had like a bowl where we just asked anonymous questions, random questions, random topics. And we all chimed in. On, you know, someone read the question and all of us chimed in. These women were from diverse cultures, backgrounds, and the wealth of knowledge that these people had from different perspectives to help us anonymously was so incredible and touching and life-changing for me because I'm like, wow, you know, 
some of us have experienced the very same thing. We might have handled it differently. And that information that we were like having in that moment was so powerful. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I said, you know, I would love to bring this, you know, this, this diverse uh, uh, wealth of information just bigger, broader. How can we touch women in a positive way? How can we relate to one another and speak life to one another in a safe atmosphere without it feeling therapeutic, you know, mm -hmm. but to feel inclusive and to feel welcoming and to feel accepting and to feel like you're a part of a village. I mean, mm -hmm. that was kind of the goal. I love that. And yeah. it's so amazing. Sometimes you just have to create those spaces for women to be able to open up or people to be able to open up and connect on a deeper level in general. Sometimes they're so not used to having these conversations and sometimes they don't even know the gems that they have. So I'm they might be able you. to handle a situation. They might be, I always talk about the lady at the corner of our house because <laughs> she has five <laughs> children, a dog, a garden. And I want so bad one day when she's walking that, and she works out every day, two or three times a day running and stuff. I want to tap her on her shoulder like, we need to get together for some coffee. You got to tell me how you're balancing this all. Yes. I mean, even if, you know, she's a stay-at-home mom. That's a lot of things to balance. You know, that's one of the hardest jobs. So yeah, just absolutely. setting up that environment for us to be able to pour into each other is absolutely yeah. amazing. What absolutely. really, so when you sat down with these ladies and you were, um, you were pulling out of this bowl, that's when you really got the vision for Building Confident Women? That's when I got the vision for it. I'm like, wow, look at and you. And again, these are diverse women from different economical standpoints. You know, mm -hmm. we had some doctors in the room. You know, mm -hmm. we had some psychologists in the room. We had some people who never graduated high school in the room. So it was just like, you know, you had these diverse group of women, but for whatever reason, we all came, were here at my house yeah. in this one moment of time it was probably over 20 women and you know it was this one moment in time and i never did it again after that hmm. but that moment in time just changed. i don't know it just it just sparked something in me and i said this is something and i want to create something where this can be long lasting and it took a long time to get it to this place <laughs> but you got it <laughs> but we're finally here and um, not only that you know it was more so also mind body and spirit so that's what building confident women ministry about is about like so as we're talking and we're sharing um you know from our hearts different um, aspects of our lives related to the topic whatever that topic may be of the night i also do dancing so i also i teach african traditional dancing and then i have people who are dancers come in and teach hip-hop they teach you know um uh, afro latina they teach all kind of different related uh, dance uh, genres so um and i'm trying to build on that so again this is the beginning stages of that uh, so we might have one person <laughs> right now but it, it's it's coming <laughs> okay it doesn't matter how many it's like you know what that's one of the things and a lot of people say it's interesting because it's building confident women ministries that is a big church saying you know you ever mm -hmm. go to church mm -hmm. and they the pastor say if it's one person in here then yep. that's fine I'm that's all right i'm still gonna preach <laughs> it's totally okay because guess what you never know really who that one person is yeah. i've had so many times we are a person ended up connecting me to someone else who we ended up doing a big deal. And we, you just never know. So it really is, everything is really built upon those individual connections. Another thing that reminds me of is um, I was listening to an interview of Oprah Winfrey. Mm. And she said that someone asked her, you know, or she asked, should I say, uh, Maya Angelou, 
well, how do you, you know, what do you think about building your legacy? And how do you feel about building your legacy? And she stepped up. She said, I don't really think about building my legacy. She's like, my legacy is in every individual thing that I do and every individual that I talk to. I don't think about them as a whole. I think about them in that very moment. And I just yes. thought that was really powerful. That's powerful. Because sometimes, yeah. We can think yeah. of it as like these millions of people or, yeah. you know, or me talking to these thousands of people or me doing these big things. But yes. sometimes within these small moments that yes. you're those small changes are inspiring to really build someone and help them to really go after their dreams. So that's I think that's so awesome. That yes. is awesome. So you guys do the dance therapy. You do Afro dance. You're doing the mental things at the same time yes. and having these groups at the same time. Yes. Do you guys do it virtually or do you just do it locally? And for those of you, for those who um, don't know, can you tell us a little bit um, as far as where you're located at if someone wants to attend? Okay, so for the first question, yes, we're doing it locally. I did go, I am recording them and I'm trying to upload it. I need to in, like get better quality camera systems and sound systems so that I can go live. So I guess I'm, I guess I could start doing some Instagram live. This is my yeah, first time doing it. I would be so there. Like, I would be there. <laughs> maybe I could do this in the future. Uh -huh. I've never done this. So uh, I guess I could start like doing, I guess, an Instagram live where you could see us in the group. Um, and so, but normally it's locally um, with the, the community that I'm in. I'm in Hagerstown, Maryland, for everyone who, who, who wants to know. It's Hagerstown, Maryland. And it's a small community, but it's up and coming. And it's um, they are revitalizing the city. There's so many incentives for nonprofits, for business owners. And, you know, one thing that I've, since I've been there, because I'm actually not originally from there, but mm -hmm. since I've been there and have opened up the nonprofit and my business, the community is wow. with, like with open arms. Everyone is like so supportive. They're so encouraging and motivating. And it really is having that community that helps, you know, you build, mm -hmm. you know, and that was something that I just didn't expect. And, and to have that, I see how powerful that really is, is to get outside of what I thought I should be doing, but also collaborating with other business owners and collaborating with other nonprofits and expanding what I thought I needed to do. You know, Absolutely. and so it reminds me of that movie that if you build it, they will come. You just do your part. A yeah. lot of times we're so focused on all the other parts and how people will receive it. And I know for you, if you guys didn't hear the last podcast, she got a really, really warm <laughs> receiving from the community and, yes. you know, leaders in the community and, you know, mayors and things like that. What do you yes. think, you know, really, really was the thing that made you connect so much to the community and made people want to be involved? Because sometimes that's a challenge for a lot of nonprofits. Yeah, I think it was me coming out of my shell. Mm -hmm. I did a video. So I did like an introductory video um, of who I was. Um, get to know Emily. And then I talked about the nonprofit. So for those of you who want to check me out, that video is on my website, www.buildingconfidentwomen.com. Awesome. So if, when you go on the website, you'll see that video. And so when I did that video, I noticed it was like 200 views, 300 views, the views kept increasing. So mm -hmm. people got to know me and hear my heart and hear my story. And I think they connected with the person that I am. And hey, you know, this looks like someone I want to get to know, you know. Wow. 
so it was me and i i don't know what made me do that i was like you know i'm not from this community they don't know who i am you know who are you you know and i figured maybe let me introduce here let me introduce myself to you guys and and get to know me and and i think that worked <laughs> wow did you do the video on insta or was it just the recorded format we just recorded it and i uploaded it on facebook uh -huh. for the for the ministry and um and the business and that's how people got to see it so in the town once i uh you know they do like a ribbon cutting so once they do the ribbon cutting they take pictures and then they put it in their new their local newspaper so people knew that hey there's this new business and um organization that's coming who is this person you know they mm -hmm. kept hearing about it but now they are able to put a face to what they heard about, so. That is such a nugget right there. Being yeah. okay with talking about your organization and talking about what you do. You know, yeah. so many times, and it's interesting that you're, that you're, the name of your organization is Building Confident Women because so many people need that confidence boost and need to feel like they can be their authentic selves because I've, oh my gosh, probably if I could, if I could have a dollar for every time someone said, yeah, I have this nonprofit, but I really don't want no one to know that I started it or mm -hmm. I really don't want to do any video. I'm really not even, you know, I'm not into the social, the social media part. I'm not into that. And the thing about social media is it's just building relationships and connecting. Yes. So yes. just like you build relationships and you connect in real life or whichever ways that is a better fit for you, you just transfer that same energy into whatever social media platform is connecting with people. And it's yes. hard to build something if you're not willing to connect. Yeah, you you actually encouraged me too because I remember in a conversation you probably don't even realize it because we you one thing that I love and I want to put in a plug for you is Aww. that you are such a good mentor. You know what I mean? And you just you flow. So you know us who are who are recipients of that, we got to take it in like oh those little <laughs> nuggets. So and I remember you saying yeah you got to connect with other nonprofits. You need to do this and I and myself I didn't say it in that moment, but I was like oh I got to get out of my shell. I got to get out of like mm -hmm. my uncomfortableness. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because mm -hmm. we've been home for so long teleworking. Yeah. We we're so introverted. So this is me starting this organization. It's like coming out of that shell and like connecting. How are you going to have a, a organization and you're afraid to speak to people yes. <laughs> you know like I have to get out of that and and yes. and because my heart is for people but mm -hmm. if I've been so in reclusive and in, in teleworking and being at home you know I had to you know and I always wasn't like this it just only started with COVID so mm -hmm. once COVID happened I became this person that I'm not you know, mm -hmm. so I had to like just break free from that and say, look, I don't care. I'm going to go call these people. So I started calling whether they rejected me or not. I'm calling. Hi, I'm, my name is Emily. You know, yes. I'm moving into the area. You know, like right now I'm having an event December 10th where we're doing a full free makeover to three well-deserving women in our community. So I was able to get uh, sponsors from uh, the uh, beauty school, sponsors, a woman who's going to be doing pictures, sponsors from other uh, boutiques who are going to be contributing to this event. How can I do that if I'm afraid to talk to them to and reach network? Out ask the question yeah. and you would just be absolutely amazed at the response that you get there actually was a professor this is a story you might have heard it about a professor that actually his first task that he assigned to his students was to pick from your top three people that you are that has been most influential and inspirational it doesn't matter what celebrity or whatever and i want you to try to reach out to them mm. and just to have a conversation or whatnot 
And I believe it was something around 75% were able to get a contact. You never know whether people, they're excited about being where they are. They want people to reach out and connect, especially if they align with some of the services and things like that. Why do you think people have such a hard time coming, putting themselves out there and coming on camera or picking up the phone? Just fear. I think it's fear of rejection, fear Mm -hmm. of what people might think, fear of like not saying the right thing at Mm -hmm. the right time. You know, fear, just fear. Yeah. You know, and yeah. I, I think for me, and I, and I understand that I had that too. But then I said, you know what? If I fumble over a word, I don't care. It's yeah. okay. You it's know like, what I mean? And- if if I if I don't have the perfect etiquette or speech, it's okay. Yes. You know, my heart is sincere. My desire is pure, and I'm gonna be my authentic self. And if someone, you know, critiques every little thing I do because I'm not perfect, no one is perfect. Mm -mm. And we just have to accept ourselves for who we are and be authentic to ourselves and go out there and do what's in our heart to do and not let critique or someone's criticisms of you stop you. Yes, somebody definitely needed to hear that right there. Um, and I mean, even even as soon as today, I had to speak. I was like on a panel today um, at Coburn Place, which is one of the nonprofits I serve on the board. Mm-hmm. And I was like, <laughs> I mean, I'm more comfortable. I did. I was very uncomfortable when I first started doing lives. But I did lives for three and a half years every week on Facebook. And wow. then over to podcasts. And I had so many fumbles and so many, somebody would just, something would happen, things happen, emergency, and I was supposed to interview someone and they don't come. So I'm like, okay, I just got to talk about something else. And I had so many things. I feel like those really built my chops Mm. for being able to just kind of balance and just be okay with how the moment flows, even if you mess up on a word or even if, and it's funny, I did mess up on a word. That's like my calling card. I always mess up on words. (laughs) We all do. <laughs> Sometimes I don't even know. Like, oh, that's how you pronounce that? Oh, my bad. You know? But, you know, it never fails if someone comes up to me and say, you're so eloquent. I can't believe, you know, you spoke, you you speak so well. And it's so great that you're comfortable. You're so comfortable speaking in front of people. And I'm like, who are they talking to? <laughs> you know, they know that I was so, you know, I just, that is the time specifically when it's in person. Um, every time I do event, even though I continue to do them because it allows me to stretch. It allows me to stretch in areas that I am dedicated to and areas that I want to serve. Coburn Place, if you guys don't know, they're actually a um, transitional home for people coming out of domestic violence. Mm-hmm. Not only are they a transitional home, they also offer all types of holistic services, yoga, therapy, help with setting up your bank account and finances and wow. all of these holistic things to really get you set up. And they're long-term. So it's not a situation where you're there for three months. It's a situation where you're there for two years. So you have that foundation to really get things together. And then I actually used to be a resident there several years ago. So I'm so connected to that, their mission. And I'm just so connected to that area in general. I'm like, you know what? You're going to have to get over yourself, Tracy. Just talk. If you mess up, you mess up. If you don't get things perfect, you don't. And that's, that just happens and it's okay. And people are able to connect with that and understand like, you know, most people when they're talking in front of a lot of people, they're going to mess up a little bit, you know? So that is awesome. Those are some great tips to really get out there and put yourself out there. Now you mentioned a little bit about having a building and a lot of nonprofits, you know, are really trying to like kind of balance that getting a building, being able to afford it and things like that. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell everybody a little bit about your journey with having an actual storefront. (laughs) 
And you know, what's so interesting is because I, I, you know, this was like a pivotal point in my life, right? I'm like, okay, I, I, my heart's desire is for the nonprofit. That's my baby. That's what I, my purpose in life. And I'm like, how can I fund this? You know, if, if I don't have the grant right now, how can I get, get money in without asking? Or how can I do a business? And then I'm like, okay, what, what other desires I have? I One thing people know about me, and you could ask anyone, Emily dresses nice. Emily <laughs> always has glasses matching the headband, matching the jacket. People are like, where do you get your stuff from, right? So I'm like, okay, well, maybe, you know, I, I styled people too for some time. So I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll have a boutique, you know? <laughs> I'm mm -hmm. like, maybe. So I started Emily's Chic Boutique. So I'm like, okay, let's see if I can find a space that can I can sell clothing. I can have my dance studio. Mm -hmm. I can do all of these wonderful things. So I just began to look around and I found a beautiful space in a wonderful building in the heart of Hagerstown City, which um, with all the incentives, you know, for having a business. And I was able to find a space that had a room for my clothing. It had a dance room. It has a room where I rent out for makeup artists or someone wow. who wants to do hair. So that's another stream of income that's mm -hmm. going to come in. Mm -hmm. So I was able to, to find this space and it's right in a zone where it's like opportunity zone for grants wow oh so, my goodness yeah so it Isn't just worked crazy? out that way <laughs> wow and having multiple streams of income as a nonprofit is so important or just having different things going on to where you're not just focused on and only solely relying on one thing yeah. so sometimes partnering with businesses or being able to have multiple things going on in a facility i actually always suggest when someone's starting off to try and find someone first who mm -hmm. may be doing something that you know is on the opposite day so for an example i've had a lot of nonprofits use churches and yeah. they will you know they would like utilize them throughout the week for different things or Saturday or stuff like that, because a lot of churches only operate, um, you know, on Sunday and on Wednesdays and things like that. So finding ways for you to really be able to utilize that space as much as possible. Like you said, having areas you can rent out, being yes. able to put your business in there and operate the nonprofit in there. Yeah. I think those are all things that kind of lead you to success. So the nonprofit isn't carrying all that monthly um, expense on yes. its own, which can be right. stressful. Right, right, right. There is income coming in. So having those multiple streams of income um, for, for, from the boutique side, not just the boutique, online, you know. So I also sell online as well. So, you know, awesome. it, it, it's just, yeah, you have to have streams of income coming in. And, um, I, and that's what I, I sought out to do. And, and that's what, exactly what happened. <laughs> for those who want to connect, yeah. what is your boutique's website as well as the nonprofit website. So I'm currently selling on Poshmark. So okay. it's Emily Chic Boutique on Poshmark. Awesome. And um, I actually was selling on Poshmark for about five years before I even had a physical boutique. So okay. yeah, and I kind of did pretty well on Poshmark. Mm -hmm. So I was like, cool. let me, you know, open this up and, and, and just mm -hmm. try everything at one time. And, and there was no guarantee that I would find a space. I just went out and started looking, mm -hmm. you know, and then things... Say that again. 
you took that first step. Yeah, I just took a step. I, I, cause you, you actually advised me. You said, why don't you go check out the YMCA mm -hmm. and check out? You did, you did. You advised mm -hmm. me. You was like, don't get into, you know, rent or anything like that. I don't advise that. You said, go out and look and see where mm -hmm. you can start your ministry first. And mm -hmm. you did, you did advise me to do that. And I was like, okay. okay. So I, as I was doing that, you, this <laughs> popped up. <laughs> as I was uh -huh. doing what you advised me to do, I was like, okay. Let me let me just see what's available. Let mm -hmm. me just see if maybe I can have the boutique too. Let mm -hmm. me, you know, I just started going around the different places and I just found this space. And I'm like, oh. when I went in, it just I was like, this is it, you know? Yeah, you knew yeah. it. And that's yeah. just such a power. That's a, such a powerful word there on taking the first step. You know, actually, my sister was just saying this. You're not going to see the entire staircase, but mm -hmm. you have those priority steps. You know. Most of the time, you know those next steps that you need to take. And it's the fear of not knowing what's next and not seeing the entire staircase that causes you not to take those important steps right now that yeah. need to be taken right now. Yeah. And so I think that's so important for you to like, you know what? I can go out and look. Let yeah. me go out and look. Let me take that step. Oh, okay. Wow. And then what happens is doors start opening and doors yes. start opening. You're like, oh, yes. awesome. Well, let me do this. Well, let me do that. And it all start flowing together if you're willing to take it one step at a time. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. That is awesome. 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 Any tips you would give to someone who it's just the idea and they know they've been wanting to start a nonprofit. It's been something that's coming in their spirit, but they just really have been reluctant to take that first step. Uh, the tips that I would give is listen to your heart. Mm -hmm. You know, this is a desire. You feel like there's a need. You see a problem. You're like, look, no one's doing anything about this. Or, you know, you feel like you can, you know, be a contributing big factor in your community. Like you have something. I, I think you should not let fear or doubt stop you. Mm -hmm. I think that you should move forward because you don't know what's in you that's going to help someone else. And even like we said earlier, if it's that's just that one person, that one person's life can dramatically change. And, and, and that's, that means so much. You yeah. know what I mean? To give to one person. When I hear, like, I had a group last Friday, and it was three women last Friday, but this one person, she just said to me, I need the recording of this. Hmm. She was like, everything that everyone said here, it just changed my life. Wow. So just imagine just an encounter with you and your, your, your dream and what's in you that you want to give to the world can literally change someone's life. And it could be life or death changes. Wow. You know what I mean? So... Um, I, I would encourage you to move forward. Yeah, that's good. And in all actuality, one quote that someone says about nonprofits is that be, if it's in your heart, if it's in your heart, it's something to do. That means that there are people waiting for you. Mm. And that's what I heard when you said that there are people waiting for you. If you want to serve, um, you know, at risk youth, that means there's a group of at risk youth that are only going to get it when your program opens up, that's right. when you open up your mouth, because sometimes it takes different people to get to different people, you know? That's, that's and it. so if it's there, it's there for somebody. So mm -hmm. you taking those steps is opening up those doors. And like you said, really helping other people out as well. Yeah. Um, what is the difference that is made for you to have Clark and Clark support and, you know, not to be out here kind of trying to do it on your own as far as building a nonprofit? I love how patient you are. You know, in the oh. beginning, we had some like little mishaps with paperwork and documentation, but you were <laughs> able to, you're so efficient. 
we're gonna get this done <laughs> yeah you are efficient you are organized you give us uh i think it's an app what's the name of the app again trello trello yes <laughs> you give us the app and in the app it's very detailed you're right on top of what where we are in the process you mm -hmm. keep us notified you meet you have meetings with us facetime and you know you're making you're looking at what we're doing you're paying yep. attention to our website our instagram how can we be more how, how can we be better how can we we be qualified for different opportunities that are out there because you want us to be qualified for them so you're looking at every part of our nonprofit from its infancy until its developmental stage so you know i really appreciate everything that you're doing and what you're continuing to do you're giving us a platform to talk on live and introducing us to your you know your uh, followers so i think you guys are, are just amazing Oh, thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. And that really is the core of what we believe in. We believe that, you know, sometimes it really just takes another eye and yeah. someone else to look at what that's what that's what coaching is. It's like, you know what, here's someone else. I may not be able to see the areas I can grow or even see the different income streams that I could possibly have. Because sometimes a lot of nonprofits come on and they're specifically focused on one type of income stream, whether that be grants or whether that be, you know, and they might not even realize, oh, wait, I have this whole other door open of income streams that I can have as a nonprofit as well. So, you know, I have had some of the best coaches as well. And those have been the life changing moments for me. And I just believe in passing that down and really helping people to see all the opportunities they have in nonprofit and in business. So I'm glad that I've been able to serve and you've yes. been able to get something out of this absolutely Thank you so much for joining us yes. i absolutely appreciate you coming on live Thank guys you. we are also starting our group coaching program our mastermind on 11 11 will be starting so if you want to have a support system you've been wanting to start your nonprofit. it's something that has been a dream has been a vision you know there are people out there that you want to serve but you don't know what steps to take that this is the program for you. We've helped nonprofits go from zero to 200K. We've set up over 4,000 nonprofits and we brought in over $11 million in grant funding. So if you know you've been wanting to start a nonprofit and you want some support, reach out to me, DM me, or shoot me a message on info at clarkandclark.org. Our website is clarkandclark.org. And one more time, can you give everyone your nonprofit website? Sure, it's www.buildingconfidentwomenministry.com.